All right, everyone, welcome back into another NFL DFS video. My name is Eric Paul with 9 to 5 Sports. Going to be breaking down the top 10 values here for week 16. Starting out with quarterback Sam Darnold. Now, yes, guys, this is a little bit ugly, but at the same time, it probably is the correct thought process here. All right, mostly this is going to be matchup based, but he has thrown a touchdown in every game thus far this season. Okay, so the matchup with Detroit is obviously going to be the most appealing thing here. We look at what Detroit has given up to opposing quarterbacks throughout the season, just looking at like the last six starts. Obviously, last week against Zach Wilson, 20 plus DK points. Previously, 28 DK points to Kirk Cousins. Now, only 16 against Trevor Lawrence, but remember Trevor Lawrence got banged up in that half at the end of the first half to Josh Allen, 30, and then Daniel Jones, 29, and then Justin Fields, 43. So we can see they have given up some really big numbers to opposing quarterbacks. And really, if we get 16 DK points on a Sam Darnold at this price point, that'd be good enough. Really what we're hoping for from this play, though, is that the Detroit Lions offense uh, scores. Okay, we want them to score some points to force Carolina at the throw over the football because then there's going to be some really strong price point plays from the Carolina Panthers. We need Darnold to throw the ball more than the 22 times he has been throwing the ball on average uh, so far throughout his start. We need at least 30 passing attempts, okay, to, for him to value. But I do see that within the realm of possibilities that Detroit does go out and score. Thus, Sam Darnold and some of the other Carolina Panther players that are priced a little bit too low would be strong value GPP plays that you'd possibly use in the stack. Another quarterback play that I have to touch on would be Minshew. Okay, with Jalen Hurts expected to sit a couple of games, uh, Minshew you know, he doesn't need to do much. Sure, he gets a very difficult matchup against the Dallas Cowboys, but can he put up 15 DK points? I think so. And, you know, this play is much more price point play and scheme feeling. Uh, scheme related because the Philadelphia Eagles are a good offense and they should potentially be getting back Dallas Goddard. Would it be tough to imagine Gardner Minshew throwing the ball for, let's just say, 220 yards and two touchdowns? Can certainly see that within the realm of possibilities, but it's not something we'd be chasing too much like Darnold and Minshew, maybe only 10%. Like obviously you're loading up on like uh, Mahomes, Geno, Josh Allen, like you're loading up on those guys, but in some GPPs, it would make sense to play Darnold and Minshew. And maybe in a lineup where you're trying to really fit the studs in, that's where you go with Minshew and just really hope that he has an upside game. Very cheap price point though for him. Now switching up and getting to the running backs, um, it is pretty ugly. I'll start with that, guys. It, it is ugly to try to find a value price point of running back thus far uh, on Tuesday when I'm recording this. Like Devin Singletary is an okay play, played in 60% of the snaps last week. Um, so if he's going to be playing about 60% of the snaps again, decent play going against Chicago, but not something you're particularly loving. Would need to have a touchdown to really go out and dominate in a lineup. I don't mind the idea of Chuba Hubbard, kind of for the same reasons that I liked Sam Darnold. Chuba Hubbard played in 63% of the snaps, and obviously he his performance is much more predicated on it being a pass-heavy script. Like if the Carolina Panthers are playing with the lead, it's going to be Foreman. If they're not, it's going to be Chuba Hubbard. Okay, and Chuba Hubbard has you know looked good since he's returned from injury. Uh, you know, 6.5 against Denver, which was a tough matchup, was able to score 18.9 DK points against Seattle, and then 9.7 last week. Like he is getting targeted enough uh, to the point where we can think about him as a GPP only play. And I think there is a path to which he really has a huge game for you in DFS, but not something you're chasing too much. And then the last one would be Antonio Gibson, kind of for the same reasons as Chuba Hubbard, where you would be chasing this play for the specific reason that the game could potentially become a pass-heavy script for the Washington Commanders. That is what you'd be hoping for. And he is someone that did play 60% of the snaps last night. I'm recording this on Tuesday, last night. And he has been productive enough just because he's getting involved in the passing game enough. I would love to see a couple more targets go his way. That would make him a much better play. But could you see him getting 
five targets, you know, maybe eight points in the passing game, receiving game, and maybe adds a touchdown. Like that is what you'd be looking for with him as a play. But I want to echo, like we do not have great low price running back plays thus far in the week. Now receivers completely different guys. We have a ton of great receiver plays typically like we always do. Okay. Like Marquise Goodman, I don't feel like I really need to touch on him, but obviously with Tyler Lockett out, he is someone that elevates into a great spot. Okay. Someone I'm definitely looking at on the slate. I kind of see him as a core play. I think we could go back to DJ Chark if we need to. I already mentioned Isaiah Hodgins in the previous video. Uh, Richie James Jr. could go with, but I really like Jahan Dotson at this price point. It is a talent-based play, but also I love the fact that he is playing 79% of the snaps the last two weeks. Obviously, he has looked really good the last two weeks. A lot of people are able to see that on Monday Night Football, so his ownership could be a lot higher than if like he did that on Sunday. You know, just during an afternoon game, everyone was able to see it. Okay, I guess that was a Sunday night football game, but and Sunday afternoon, you know, on the normal slate, if it wasn't a primetime game, I do think his ownership could be a little bit higher than I would like, but he's going to be on the field a lot. He's a big playmaker. Like it wouldn't be shocking to see him have another 20 point performance week. Okay. Obviously the Niners matchup isn't one that you love, but obviously we hope that the Niners are playing with the lead, thus making the commanders throw the football a little bit more. Thus Jahan Dotson could nickel and dime his way to a really solid week, especially given that price point. I'm a little bit surprised at the price point of Jennings here for the Niners. With Debo Samuel still out, Jennings should see the same amount of snaps they saw last week, which was about 84%. Okay, had five targets against Seattle, was able to score 6.1 DK points. Now, obviously, that game was much more of a George Kittle game. Okay, this matchup against the commanders is going to be one in which they don't really have a big weakness. So there's not going to be one specific like player position that is going to be elevated. So I could see that kind of spreading out the points for DFS in this offense especially in the passing game. So it wouldn't be shocking to see Jawan Jennings maybe have one of these games like he had against New Orleans, okay? I could easily see him having a good game. Not something you're going to chase too much, but it is within the realm of possibilities. And then if we like Sam Darnold and if we like Juba Hubbard, if we've talked ourselves into those two plays, then you like Marshall Jr. as well. He's someone that's already been playing about 80% of the snaps. Saw 88% of the snaps last week. Was able to score 8.1 DK points against Pittsburgh, okay? So if this is going to be a pass-heavy script, if the Carolina Panthers are are able to take care or take advantage of that poor matchup or easy matchup against Detroit, then Marshall is going to be one of the players that benefits from that. Heck, he'd probably be the most likely candidate other than DJ Moore to benefit from that matchup. So I think he is a very strong price point play, especially value-wise, especially GPP-wise on this slate. And then lastly, looking at the tight end, it's going to be the same player that I mentioned in the core plays video, guys. Looking at Mitchell Wilcox, it does seem like Hayden Hurst will probably sit again this week. Obviously, if that changes, then we need to adjust our plans. But Mitchell Wilcox played in 91 percent of the snaps last week that was seventh most for tight ends which is kind of crazy as a whole that six more tight ends played 90 percent of the snaps i mean that's pretty crazy there uh but wilcox three targets three receptions you know 12.4 dk points i would take the production without the touchdown like i would take six dk points at this price point uh and the matchup with new england like that's probably their biggest weakness is going to be the tight end position on defense it's a very solid defense but if there is a weakness Supposing tight end. So Mitchell Wilcox does make a lot of sense. Defensively, I'm not going crazy with it. I could see a path to which you're maybe going with the Cowboys now with Minshew starting, uh, but I still think I'm going to punt to the lowest price defense and hopefully that continues to work out. I think I'm pretty sure it's only one time this season in which the lowest price defense or the defense that I ended up on, which was the lowest or second lowest price defense, went negative one time. So like Houston, like six DK points last week against KC, five, okay, whatever. And their minimum price. So I think probably going to do that again. So I'll probably go with the bear, but that's all I have for you guys for this video. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please give a like and subscribe. Do appreciate that. Let's have a good slate. And as always, let's keep cashing.